Welcome to Tech Talk Digital Supply Chain Podcast, where we will help you eliminate the noise and focus on the information and inspiration that you need to transform your business, impact supply chain success, and enable you to replace risky inventory with valuable insights. Join your Tech Talk host, Corinne Bursa, the 2020 Supply Chain Pro to Know of the Year. With more than 25 years of supply chain and technology expertise and the scars to prove it, Corinne has the heart of a teacher and has helped nearly 1,000 customers transform their businesses and tell their success stories. Join the conversation, share your insights, and learn how to harness technology innovations to drive tangible business results. Buckle up, it's time for Tech Talk, powered by Supply Chain Now. Well, welcome back, Supply Chain Movers and Shakers. Corinne Bursa here, your host for Tech Talk, the digital supply chain podcast. We're here to help you replace risky inventory with valuable insights. And today, I am joined by Beth Morgan, who is the founder and CEO of Boom Global Network. Beth and I are going to discuss what the thriving supply chain professional needs to succeed. Now, this is a report that has been based off of research, a 2022 annual survey that has been conducted by Boom. And you're going to want to tune in to understand what you need to succeed. If you are a fan of the show, please subscribe to Tech Talk. That's T-E-K-T-O-K. Leave us a review and be sure to follow Tech Talk on LinkedIn and Twitter. Now, on to today's guest. Beth Morgan, thank you so much for joining us today on Tech Talk. I would like to start with a really basic question. You are the founder and CEO of Boom Global Network. What does that mean? And why did you start this global network? Well, first, Karen, let me say thank you for the invitation to be here. It's an absolute pleasure. I'm really happy to spend uh, the next few minutes talking about the results of our survey this year. But yeah, to kind of wind back, I'll give you a little bit of the backstory on me. So I have been a, a supply chain industry analyst for the most of my career, starting back in the late 90s, actually with a Boston-based firm that uh, many folks out there may remember, AMR Research, which later became part of Gartner. I continued my career over the last uh, couple of decades or so research best practices uh, across various aspects of supply chain, actually, from procurement, for uh, supplier management, sustainability in more recent years as well. But in my sort of most recent years, focused predominantly on the whole people side of running a supply chain organization. So everything from how that organization is organized and managed, but also uh, professional development, uh, you know, leadership development, and of course, diversity, which for many years now has been uh, a topic of not just conversation, but I think increasing action from companies who want to increase the level of female representation uh, in their businesses. So that led me to kind of very long story short, actually, to one day decide there was a process of thinking that went behind it. And obviously a lot of research to find out that if this, this, this was something that was needed, but to Based on my experiences as an industry analyst where I had seen the real power 
of supply chain professionals coming together to share best practices, to share insights, to share uh, learnings. I see a real appetite for that in supply chain. I don't know whether that's unique to our profession. I don't know, but it's fantastic. I saw an opportunity to actually do that in the area of diversity and to bring together women in supply chain around the world to connect with each other, to network, to inspire each other, to support each other, and also learn how we as, and this is both you know, everybody, all genders, male and female, how we can create environments and cultures and working systems and practices that not only enable women to be successful in their careers, but actually to create a level playing field for everybody. So we use this hashtag all the time, hashtag everyone wins. Uh, and we really, truly believe that. But there are some areas that need a little more work. And, you know, that's what we're working on. That's fantastic. And thank you, first of all, for kind of sharing your background. Tell us about Boom Global. So the intent behind Boom Global is to create this level playing field or to make connections. Help me understand what your goal is. Yeah, absolutely. So we came together as a community. It was at the back end of 2019, actually not long before the pandemic started, but actually it turned out to be perfect timing. We set up as a global online community because to reach folks around the world that needed to be online. Uh, and fast forward to today, we have members in 46 different countries around the world, which continues to blow my mind. But, you know, that's supply chain, right? It's a global endeavor. What we wanted to do was bring women together of all different ages, levels of seniority, uh, but but particularly those, in it turned out, in their mid-career that were looking to, you know, to, to grow their networks, to connect with each other, you know, for their jobs, but also to, to support each other in navigating their career to share, again, best practices. This is a theme. And really come together to either be inspired or to inspire. So obviously there are, you know, there are women who have been in the profession longer than others and have reached more senior positions and they want to pay that forward. They want to, you know, talk about their careers, how they navigated their careers in balance with their personal lives and, you know, share that learning back to those women coming behind them. So as I say, that's a big part of that. And we do that through the lens of supply chain because I think supply chain is a, it's a very unique profession in terms of the the skills that we might need and the tasks that we do. So we definitely look at everything through that. But we're also looking at some of the more, let's call them sort of, you know, common experiences that women in any aspect of business will understand, you know, how to manage a family, for example, in balance with the career, what to do if you're, you know, you're traveling lots, you know, how can you sort of break some of those glass ceilings that still are out there? How do you manage that? So that's why we've come together both as women to support each other in that community and to learn from each other. But as I mentioned, also to open that conversation out to the the entire community actually and say, okay, what do we as a profession, as leaders of any gender, what can we do to make sure that supply chain is a, a profession that's open and welcome and, you know, gives opportunity to everybody. Excellent. I really like that. I appreciate the hard work that you're doing as a woman in supply chain that has has come up in mostly a male-dominated marketplace. I um, I really applaud the work that you're doing. Do you think that we've made progress in these last couple of years? Has COVID, has the virtual environment been beneficial? Oh gosh, that's a really great question. I mean, if we sort of step back from the, the pandemic question, most people will probably know that Gartner and Awesome every year create a survey called Women in Supply Chain, which actually tracks our progress of, you know, are there more women coming into the profession and are they being elevated through the pipeline? And what does that look like? And we can see that actually over the last, I think it's six years now that that study has been done, 
And we've been very fortunate as Boom to be a partner on that survey for the last couple of years too, is that we can see that things are moving in the right direction. However, they're moving very slowly and there's lots of reasons for that. However, things are moving. What we can see also over that period, though, I think is the level of attention that that's being given by companies, the level of initiatives, investment in helping make that change happen. So this conversation, you know, has been happening for for several years now, but I think it's, you know, it's never been louder than now and continues to be, even against the backdrop of everything that's going on in supply chain. I think we all know this, all the disruptions that have have been happening over the last couple of years and continue to happen today. But this topic has not dropped off the agenda because it is so important, I think, to many organisations who recognise that having a diverse organisation, you know, the benefits that that can bring. In terms of the pandemic, that's a really great question because I think it kind of, two things have happened. Well, lots of things have happened, but two main things. I think one that most, many people experienced, again, if we think about level playing fields, that everybody, unless you were on the front line, and that's a different story, but if you were perhaps one of those workers that had to work from home, you know, you were in lockdown, that everybody was talking like this, talking virtually. That created a little bit more of a level playing field in terms of, you know, access to people, to, you know, sitting around the virtual table. I think that gave opportunities for more women to be seen and to be visible. Now, however, we're kind of going back. Mm. A lot more people are staying for working from home a little bit more with hybrid working, uh, which is great because that means you can have a more balanced lifestyle and actually, I think, be a lot more productive than you may be if you were commuting into the office all of the time however we're now at the situation where ah there are some folks back in the office and there's a whole sort of question around being visible there too and those people and this is men as well as women actually who perhaps aren't in the office Mm. we're kind of going back to how things were before you know that level of visibility is dropping so I'll say it's kind of there are pros and cons but overall I think the last couple of years has shown us that there are very different ways which we can work and we shouldn't go back to how exactly how things were before what can we learn from you know what the the benefits that flexible and and hybrid working offers and that certainly benefits women but that should also benefit men too absolutely yep totally agree with you and let's dive into research because that's why we connected i was so impressed with your recent report that was called what the thriving supply chain professional needs to succeed So tell me a little bit about your inspiration or Boom's inspiration in doing this research and really sharing it with the supply chain community. The bigger sort of backstory to this is that uh, ever since uh, Boom was launched, we decided to do an annual survey, which really sort of, you know, took the temperature of the profession, you know, became a conduit for the voice of the profession to talk about topics relevant at that time. So the first year we looked at uh, career progression, what were some of the obstacles and enablers, again, for everybody. So this was an open survey, open to all supply chain uh, professionals of all genders, locations, ethnicities, levels of seniority, you know, everybody could pitch in on this survey. So career progression was the first one. The second year we looked at the post-pandemic workplace. We were still in the pandemic at that time and looking at, okay, now we've kind of got a sense for, you know, how things are working. We talked a little bit earlier about, you know, what can we learn from or benefit from flexible hybrid working? How can we take that forward into the future? So we asked the supply chain profession to tell us how you feel as an individual supply chain professional. You know, what does this mean to you? This third annual survey, I think, was 
inspired largely, we went through a, a quite a, a rigorous period of consultation with both supply chain leaders and our members in Boom and others in our network to say, okay, given everything that we've been through the last two, three years in particular, what are you know the issues that are concerning you right now? What particularly as supply chain leaders, what's keeping you up at night when it comes to talent? One of the big things that came out of that, and I think, you know, we'll all be familiar with talk of the great resignation and, you know, folks leaving, a lot of that driven by the consequences of the pandemic. But looking at, okay, there's so much movement in supply chain and demand for talent. The talent pool is small. So if you are a talented supply chain professional, you are in high demand, which is great for you as an individual. But for businesses, you know, this is a real concern. How can you keep your people, keep them engaged, keep them productive, keep them performing so that you can, you know, move forward and do all the things that we need to do in supply chain. So that question was, if you really want to retain your best talent and also attract new talent, you need to understand what makes supply chain professionals tick? What do we really need right now? Particularly given this backdrop of challenge and disruption that we've all experienced the last couple of years. So that was the very simple question that came out of that process of consultation was, what is it? What does the thriving supply chain professional need to succeed? The answer then that we wanted to find out was, okay, as a company, as a leader, as a manager, as a peer, what do we need to deliver to our employees to to make that happen? Okay. So a couple of things. First of all, the research respondents were both male and female. They were. And the research results, therefore, are intended for all supply chain professionals, regardless of gender. Is that correct? Yes. It's a really interesting mix, actually. So if we look at the profile, and you'll see in the report when you download that at the back, you'll see the demographics of who actually participated in the survey. But it takes in a really nice mix of people geographically, across industry, across company sizes, across levels of seniority. So we have responses from you know people who are very early in career to those who are at sea level and everybody in between, and also gender. So and you know what's interesting, you know, having worked in research. Uh, as an industry analyst, most of my life, you know, you get, kind of get into the data and can you cut it this way? Can you cut it that way? Is to find out, are there any differences? Are there any particular groups, you know, cohorts within that survey base that might be telling a story that, oh, hold on a minute, you know, we need to flag this because this group is telling, saying something different from this group. What's been really interesting about this survey in particular, actually, this our third annual survey, is that were, there were hardly any differences between the responses that the participants were were giving us, which sort of gave us some pretty loud and clear messages that came out of the research. And I know know we're going to come to those. But there were only a couple of, you know, really quite small areas where you could say, oh, yeah, okay, there's some difference there between how men think and how women think. Because, you know, it's not always that simple. Sometimes we look at the data and go, oh, that's kind of surprising. So, yeah, never make assumptions is the learning from that. (laughs) I think that's one of the things that is so critical for good analysts is that you're not approaching it with a bias. We see that in supply chain all the time. We even talk about forecast bias in the marketplace. But let's stick with this research because your research uncovered really four major calls to action. And again, we're talking about the recent report from Boom Global, which is what the thriving supply chain professional needs to succeed. We're going to make that report available in the show notes so you can download it, dig into the research, look at some of that demographic information as well. But Beth Morgan, take us through the four calls to action that were uncovered in this research in 2022. 
Yeah, you'll see when you download the report and have a look at the data, there is a lot in there. So hopefully, you know, and a lot of that will be very practical and very useful insights. But what we needed to do was draw out of that, what are the main messages from that? And there were four areas or calls to action, as you said, which sort of came out really loud and clear. And this, I hope we did a great job of not leading people, uh, as you said, you know, in, in any particular direction. We were asking sort of fairly open questions, certainly sort of in within a, a certain scope of the topic at hand. Nevertheless, we didn't want to lead people. But against that, we, as I say, these four areas came out. And these are not in any particular area of order or importance, but I'll start with leadership because I think, you know, it's always good to start at the top. What the survey respondents told us they were looking for from their employers and from the individuals in their organisations was clear leadership. Now, that might sound really kind of like, well, duh. Well, it kind of is because they're saying that because perhaps it's not always there. So what they were looking for, you know, this was what would really help you thrive in your career, clear leadership, clear communication of vision, of purpose, of direction. I think both at that sort of strategic vision level, but also sort of getting more practical as well. You know, where are we going? And then how do we get there? So folks were looking for sort of clarity around that, which is really interesting. The second one was the call for, uh, again, for leaders, for managers to actively support professional ambition. Now, I think we all know folks in supply chain are super talented, super amazing people. We all know that. They're also incredibly ambitious. They want to problem solve. They want to succeed. They want to move forward. They want to make progress. They want to innovate. And they want to do that, of course, in their own jobs. So again, that came through loud and clear is that they wanted to, again, see a path ahead of them in the, perhaps in the organization that they're working in now, or perhaps sort of more generally, direction for the future is, you know, where could they go in their career? And then secondly, if there was some kind of, you know, skills gap that needed to be filled in that, how am I going to be supported in you know, delivering on that? We know that, you know, the, the number of supply chain professionals moving jobs is higher than ever before. So they're either looking to meet an ambition that hasn't been met where they are or go somewhere else where they will be sort of more proactively supported in their career. Now, lots more detail behind that, too, but that's that's the general focus there. So that's the first two. That's the first two. Yep. Can I ask you just a quick question sure. on leading with clarity or leadership? I think that this is really important. Any thoughts? Did the research show any indication of how this is playing out or is easier or more difficult maybe in a hybrid work environment? How we communicate and share that leadership? Because everybody wants to know how they make an impact. Anything specific jump out from the research? You know what? I'm going to actually point folks back to our report from last year when we actually looked at that in a little bit more depth because we were talking about that whole post-pandemic workplace and how does that sort of hybrid uh, remote working environment, what, how, how has that been for you? And what are you looking for? Not only from your leaders, but also from your perhaps your direct managers as well because the feedback from that survey and again that's on our website again free to download and if you'd like to make that available to uh directly absolutely to, to your listeners yeah. absolutely you can it's out there it's free it, a mixed experience again there was kind of a third folks said i had a much better experience during this kind of remote situation because i felt closer i had more access to blah, blah. you know it worked really really well there were a, another third who said no nah, kind of 
worked. It's okay. You know, fairly neutral. Neither good nor bad. It just what you know, it kind of worked. And then there were those that said, this was terrible for me. Absolutely terrible. Uh, you know, I couldn't get access to who I needed. My man, you know, you were in back-to-back meetings. You didn't have time for that kind of the human side of interacting and saying, you know, hello, how are you? You know, simple things like that. So I think we were all learning through that period and folks still are and still need to in many ways it's just like it's a different way of being and how can we learn to do that better so that definitely came out in this year's survey particularly around I'd say more of the direct manager um, Mm. kind of situation you know it's what are we asked the question you know what are you looking for from your manager and the thing that came out top was actually genuine concern and interest for my well-being and that goes back to that very simple human human need you know just for kind of a bit of empathy a bit of social interaction a bit of understanding from my perspective perhaps because we're not seeing each other all of the time you know doing that check-in particularly given the stresses that you know many people are under it's just like Yes, we need to firefight. Yes, we need to get the job done. But that should not be at the expense of, you know, establishing those very base human needs for rapport, empathy, support. Yeah, those are all critically important. And those are what get people to stay, I think, for the long term, feeling connected, feeling seen, feeling like they're making a difference. Yeah. So I know we could dive into each one of these, but let's get to the third and fourth calls to action that came from the research. So the first was lead with vision and clarity and compassion. The second, actively supporting professional ambition. And boy, do I have questions for you there, but I want to be sure we've got the opportunity (laughs) to really share some insights here on the total report. What would be the third call to action, Beth? The third one was provide the right tools. So Mm -hmm. give me the right tools that I can use to be, if not just effective and efficient and productive but to really you know shine in my job and this was a you know and the work that I'm doing this was a question actually where again we did not want to lead at all we asked what I think is quite a fun question which was you know kind of if you could wave a magic wand and ask for anything at all either ask for a resource for something to change for something to stop or whatever you know anything tell us what you need to really be successful in performing your role as a supply chain professional. And this is what came out. It wasn't the only thing, but it was the the most popular thing that we heard again and again, 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 through this open question was, give me the tools to do my job well. And sort of coming at this from various other uh, questions that we did have in the survey was this need, something we've talked about for years, and I'm sure we will continue to talk about it for years as supply chain professionals, is having access to data, the right data, real-time data, integrated data, end-to-end data. You know, it's like need clear visibility into that data. So how can we provide, particularly during this era of digital transformation, so we're kind of getting glimpses into you know what's possible when you do have access to data you can do amazing things that you know particularly in supply chain will just keep the wheels turning even more smoothly uh, so that's the thing provide the right tools and then the skills obviously the training and investment in that to go alongside that to make sure that not only do we just have the tools, but we can make the best of them. And of course, given my background in supply chain, digital solutions, I'm all about that. But I hear this time and time again. And you made a comment when we first started our conversation about the great resignation. And we're certainly seeing the baby boomer generation exit the supply chain profession 
at a faster rate than we anticipated. I think that that's important to this conversation because I think that the the talent that is stepping into those roles today are much more tech savvy earlier in their career than those that are exiting. So I just think early in the career, very tech savvy, asking good questions and wanting to dive into not just the data, but the insights from that data so that they can make better decisions faster each and every day. So I love that that was one of the main themes that came out of the research. Let's hit the fourth call to action. The fourth one, and this is one of these classic last, but by no means least, is support for employee work-life needs. So this is all about, I I, I mean, I guess another phrase for this would be work-life balance, but not just that, but actually looking at, okay, particularly against this, uh, you know, backdrop of what we've experienced, what we've learned from the last couple of years, how can we best support our employees when it comes to, to that whole balance? So this was important for quite a number of the survey respondents was to, you know, when they were looking at the things that were kind of almost deal breakers, I think, for either the roles that they currently had, or if they were looking at maybe moving to a, a new position with a, another employer, they will be checking out. Is access to flexible and or hybrid working, is that an option? If it's not, for, m- for many people now, this is going to be a deal breaker. And I think this is, again, somewhere, you know, we're seeing kind of mixed experiences now where some companies are saying, OK, back to how things were, everybody back all the time. While there are other employers who are saying, actually, you know what, we can make this work. Let's learn from what we've experienced the last couple of years and bake this into just this is going to be our new normal now. We're going to offer flexible working, hybrid working. Guess where most people are going to go to? They're probably going to go and want to work for them rather than the ones that say that in back in the office all the time. The important thing to remember here is that everybody, I think, is different. So it's not about completely being working from home all the time. That doesn't work for some people, certainly not younger people who perhaps want to be in an office and need support from others in the office as well. But it's finding that sort of that middle ground that I think works for everybody, that depending on what your needs are, you can have the best of both worlds. Yeah, I think that that is so spot on. And we think about the goal here is not just to retain talent, but it's to attract and develop the talent that you're bringing into the organization. Beth, what would you say to any employers that are listening to this podcast? What are the consequences maybe if they neglect any of these four areas? Well, I think quite simply, if you don't, you know, if you're not in balance in one or more of these four areas, so in in leadership, in providing the right tools and supporting professional ambition and understanding employee balance, work-life balance needs, yeah, your people might vote with their feet. And it's easier than ever to do that now because, there, as I say, you know, there are so many positions out there that are needing to be filled and fewer people to fill them. So that's going to continue. So I think it's to make sure that there is balance across each of those four areas and to actually check in. A lot of, you know, great companies will do pulse surveys throughout the year to check on how their employees are feeling. I think that's critical now more than ever. Because I also want to make sure we bring in, if we have time, just to say, because this was really important from the report, that if you look at the level of 
stress and burnout that is still quite common across the profession, that actually is a red flag still. If we look at the numbers from during the pandemic, we asked the same question last year, we asked it again this year. The numbers haven't changed that much, actually. There's still a high, I'm going to have a look down at my my data here so that I get the numbers right. But we've got 53% of the survey respondents saying that, okay, yeah, they're stressed occasionally and they're not burned out. Uh, but actually, 21% say, yep, they're burning out, they're oh. emotionally and physically exhausted. 7% saying they've got ongoing burnout symptoms. And another 7% saying, help, I need serious help. 7%, that's high. And that's only, last year, it was 8%. So it's only gone down 1%. So I think that's another thing that might be, you know, an underlying kind of thing that needs to be just checked on. And again, I say this, the survey responses came from men and women of all ages across all geographies you know this is a, a global i'm not going to call it a crisis but you know it's a major red flag that employers need to be uh, aware of and do something about yeah that that is so important and i do agree with you and i i continue to hear burnout and just exhaustion from many people i speak with in key supply chain roles You mentioned a couple of things in our discussion. So supply chains on center stage, we have higher demand for supply chain talent than we've had historically. Plus that's combined with the great resignation. So, you know, it's back to demand and supply. I've got higher demand. The talent pool is is shrinking or the experienced talent pool is shrinking. And I guess I'd really like to know, Beth, your recommendations for the supply chain professionals, for the individuals that are listening to this podcast, what would you like them to take away from this research? Oh, gosh. Uh, Well, a couple of things. I mean, one thing is hopefully we're asking the right questions because we want to say, now I'm reminded of uh, what was the TV show with Fraser Crane. We're listening. We're listening. (laughs) We want to be your voice through this annual global survey. We will keep repeating these surveys every year. Um, We would love folks to sign up and participate in our future surveys if you haven't been one of the wonderful people who has already. Because I think it's it's important for the industry, for the sector to hear the voice of the profession. So definitely, yes, make your individual feelings known because that's how things change. The other thing that I would say is that again, and it comes back to, I think, the, the, the level of ambition that is clear to see in this sector is that if you are not being invested in from that professional development perspective, ask for it. Ask your employers for that. It will benefit them because, you know, they will, they're going, everybody's going through this to one degree or other, going through the stage of transformation, of innovation, of growth, you know, be part of that step forward, lean into that definitely. And if you're not necessarily getting that for your employer, make time for yourself to learn because supply chain moves fast. I think particularly in the digital area, and you know, we asked that question in this report, you know, where are the areas of learning that you feel you have gaps and you want to know about? Sustainability was one, advanced analytics was one, digital transformation. So there's lots of these areas that people are hungry to learn about. And there are so many great resources out there, listening to podcasts, going on webinars, just take advantage of it, soak it all up. Hopefully, you know, we'll keep us all growing and learning together. Wonderful. And and Beth, congratulations on the growth of Boom. Thank you. And I want to thank you for sharing these insights. Again, we've been talking about what the thriving supply chain professional 
needs to succeed. This is recent research that was conducted by the team at Boom Global Network. Beth, give us those four areas one more time. Absolutely. So again, in no particular order, but lead with clarity, vision, and compassion. Two, actively support professional ambition. Three, provide the right tools. And last, but by no means least, support employee work-life needs. Fantastic. Thanks so much. And to our listeners, again, we're going to make that easy for you to find. You can either check the show notes here with Tech Talk, or you can go to the Boom Global website and download that research from the website and maybe participate in some future research that the Boom team will, in fact, be conducting. Beth, what time of year does your research kick off? When are you collecting the surveys? Good question. So we are currently, uh, where are we now? End of November, early December. We're in that initial consultation period to get some guidance on what are the questions we need to ask. We will likely, we don't have an open date yet, but it's going to be probably towards uh, the end of March next year, 23, when the next one comes out. Excellent. So the survey starts. (laughs) Yeah, Tech Talk, movers and shakers, I want you to just make a mental note of that and be sure to chime in and participate in this important research that's going to be led by Beth Morgan and her team at Boom Global <laughs> Network. Thanks so much, Beth, for joining us today. And let me ask, how can our Tech Talk listeners connect with you? It's Let me bounce that right back at you, Corinne, and to say it's been a pleasure to be here today. And, and thanks, everybody, for, for listening. Yeah, we'd love to stay in touch with you. One of the best ways to do that is to find our company page on LinkedIn. Uh, we post regularly there about what we're doing within Boom, about our research surveys, uh, and also all the free events that we do throughout the year. So Boom Global Network, just search for us on LinkedIn. And uh, yeah, our website is boomglobalnetwork.com. Click on research and you'll find this and the previous two reports and also the Gartner Awesome Women in Supply Chain reports as well, which have absolutely fantastic data. Thank you so much. Beth Morgan, founder and CEO of Boom Global Network. Thanks again for sharing your insights into what the thriving supply chain professional needs to succeed. Until next episode for Tech Talk, remember that our goal with Tech Talk is to help you eliminate the noise and focus in on the information and inspiration that you need to transform your business and replace risky inventory with valuable insights. If you're a fan of the show, please leave a review, subscribe, and follow Tech Talk Digital Supply Chain Podcast. We'll see you next time on Tech Talk, which is powered by Supply Chain Now.